Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You are listening to the one and only Visionaries Wrestling Network. Envisioning excellence and providing your perfect podcast experience. This is Band from Ringside. Tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast, a little bit late, coming off that Thanksgiving holiday, we got your Survivor Series breakdown, your NXT TakeOver breakdown, everything else that happened in between, and everything that BFR is thankful for tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast. A little rusty after a couple weeks, guys. Yeah, I mean, it's bad, but man, I guess down, I guess it was okay. Keep I shooting, guess so. Ditch that nine to five. It's time to feel alive. Hello, Mark. So welcome to the Band from Ringside podcast. I'm your host, Bill Vagie, aka Jobby Cannavale. <laughs> and, to, <laughs> and to my left, and to my left, as always, we have two beers. Zach Bowman, what's going on to your beer? Is that a basketball reference? You got it, you're not on. <laughs> I'm not on. No, now you're on. Is that a basketball <laughs> reference? No, no, no. He's the actor. He was in. Uh, he was in uh, <laughs> Boardwalk Empire. He was in The Irishman. He's in. Oh, okay. Mr. Yeah. Robot. No, I'm unfamiliar. I didn't get it. You would know. You didn't see Boardwalk Empire? No. You would. Over my head. You would know if you saw him. How you doing, Tubir? All right. I'm uh, I'm that Orange Cassidy gimmick right now. I know you are kind of Orange Cassidy. Freshly squeezed as a caliber. Freshly squeezed. A little low energy, but that's okay. Hey, we'll get through it. And to his left, as always, we have Jason Cornelius Bell. What's going on, Jason? Can be- Allow us to bow our heads as I pull down and read from the latest volume of the Band from Ringside podcast, volume 11, I'm sorry, 133, 133. Yeah, 133, because we did 132 two weeks ago. I'm it's sorry, guys. You guys want to start this whole thing over? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I got to knock the rust off, baby. Shit, let's get, it, get this out the way. Chapter usually- 3, verse 14, and the good spark saith, hashtag boo the heels. It is all good. Listen, share, subscribe, repeat. Shout out to my girl, Becky Balboa. I love you. I'll see you in like three weeks. It's been two weeks, so yeah, I'm gonna be a little rusty. So I, I, it's this going is the to longest happen. I've gone without seeing Jason in a long time. Hey man, look, long time. Yeah, I was getting ready to say I'm working two jobs. It's forty hours a week. Yeah, I'm, I'm watching wrestling, so I'm keeping up. But yeah, this is the first time I've seen you. Only working two either. jobs. That's it. How was your Thanksgiving? It was good, man. Uh, just doing the usual. Go here, go there, go there. Take a plate with me. Take a plate there. It's it's been a lot of food, but. I'm just I'm the guy that doesn't do leftovers well, so I'm still kind of like picking away at whatever's left. It should be thrown away, but you another story do leftovers that. well, or you don't. Do I leftovers don't do well. left, but I need to eat it right away. Otherwise, if I put it in the refrigerator, it's out of sight, out of mind. Oh man, snob, food Dude, I, snob. That, we, that, no, I'm not. I'm, no, I'm eating all that good, eating all that good food at all the good <laughs> restaurants you've been working at over the yeah, years. Yeah, because they feed us like that. <laughs> Family meal. How, Zach, how was your Thanksgiving? We went to Cracker Barrel, which is not a sponsor, but. They sponsor AEW. AEW, so yeah. <laughs> What's up? Ask if they sponsored. Do I they know. still have the little golf tee game? Uh, they do. They have the golf tee game. We played some big checkers while we waited. 
And uh, but the only bummer is like no leftovers, you know, because you just order. But it's like it was awesome. Like you just go and you eat, and then you go home, and it's like no bullshit. You just tip heavy, and then yeah, you go take a nap, and you don't have to do shit. It's pretty dope. We've been doing it for a couple of years. That sounds real good. We're coming at you from the exquisite basement of my home in South City, the home of the metronome, the home of the metronome, <laughs> which is what it's called from now on. Uh, we got a bunch of stuff to get to, guys, as always. But I mean, we got to do it in two weeks. Luckily. Like, uh, most of the stuff that happened over the last two weeks is inconsequential, so we can just cut right back to the stuff that was consequential. Well, I'm just talking about SmackDown, basically. I mean, we'll we'll get into why SmackDown is so terrible, but, uh, you know, am I wrong? Was was any of it consequential except for Survivor Series and TakeOver? I wouldn't know. Um, (laughs) I'm I'm saying yes because, and we can get to it, because, but there is some foreshadowing coming out of Survivor Series, then going into SmackDown and moving forward. But that's just me. How about this? I'll save it. I'll lay down the tracks. You drive the train. Let's get into <laughs> our three counts. What's going on, JCB? What's our one count? So we're going to have to jump back two weeks, going back to Survivor Series slash NXT TakeOver Weekend. Um Huge weekend for NXT overall. We'll just, obviously, after two weeks, we can just jump to the chase. Obviously, NXT won Survivor Series overall. Big performances out of uh, Rhea Ripley. Uh, Keith Lee was a, definitely a standout. Um, Adam Dunn and, I'm sorry, Adam Cole and Pete Dunn had arguably one of the best matches of the night. Roderick Strong won their uh mid-card triple threat match, which was kind of a surprise to me, but nonetheless, he did win that as well. Adam Dunn used to play first base for the Reds. Reds, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, Mr. Strikeout artist himself. Different guy. Um, then going back to the night before NXT TakeOver, once again, I thought Rhea Ripley kind of was not even a breakout She's performance. A but, yeah, it just kind of – they really start to cement her as this is going to be the next woman face of NXT – when Shayna goes out, it, obviously they have a match coming up in a couple weeks for the title. Maybe that's the turn. Do this before you get to Royal Rumble, and then you can start to figure it out from there. But for me, at least, the two big – I'll say – no, I'll go three biggest takeovers from the whole weekend for me. Takeaways. Takeaways. Number takeover. one. takeover. Yeah, right. Number one, um, Rhea Ripley is set up to be – the next big woman's rest, uh, WWE star for the NXT brand. Um, it's it's a hard push. If you don't like Rhea Ripley, you can probably say this is more like a Roman Reigns push. But can I cut you off right there? Yeah, please. Do you like her better than you like Shayna Baszler as a talent? Shayna Baszler's definitely got a grittier look. Definitely looks the part if you're going for reality base. I would say it's, if you're going it's for apples and oranges because Rhea Ripley can well, do more strength moves. Yeah, uh, the reverse clover leaf that she does. The I whole think package. It, she talks well, not great, but good enough. She oh, gets she her point across so well. Yeah, right. Real question is which one's the apple and which one's the orange. <laughs> <laughs> um. The apple has got to be Shayna Baszler. The orange Don't is. answer that. Don't no, answer I'm, that. I'm answering that. It's Rhea Ripley's the orange. Um, <laughs> exactly. What I was okay, he see, it there seriously. you go. No, I'm, look, he asked the, he asked the question. 
Uh, Rhea Ripley doesn't have a ceiling. I think Shayna Baszler has a ceiling because uh, character-wise, I think Shayna Baszler beats her currently. Uh, she's like the, a good bully, you know, but I think Rhea could have the ability to to get there. She's still pretty young. That's kind of what I, I guess. In ring-wise. That's, that's kind of what I was getting at was that Rhea Ripley probably has a higher ceiling just because she has a better look. She's way younger. Yeah, well, and she'll be she, – she's – Better in the ring right now, and she'll be better. I'm, I'll say this: I'm not sure. Not how, trying to hijack your one count no, or anything, I'm, I'm, but look, it's it's our one count. It's not my one count. Um, That's so sweet. I'm not sure how Rhea Ripley is coming off as a baby face. I mean, well, I only say she's a baby face. Maybe she's like Austin, kind of like the the gray anti hero character, whatever the case may be. I'll just say this: for the moment, it's going to work. Once we get past Shayna Baszler, I think we have to start defining her character as an either or. Personally, I think she's better as the heel. That's just me. But she's she, a female Pete Dunn because Pete Dunn's in the same boat right now. He's she's a baby pro- face. She's but probably he's legit than bigger than Pete Dunn, though. I mean, she's oh, got to be. Yeah, I would probably yeah. say it's, but it's they're, a very, they're very similar characters. And right. They're actually in a very similar place. In their character she's a, right now. She's a baby face because this week she got attacked by Jessamyn Duke and... Uh, <laughs> Whatever. I mean, when three yeah. when three other wrestlers come out and attack you, you're the baby face. Okay, but see, go, let's go back to... I love, um, how, I love how it only took like five seconds for us to get off on a tangent. Go let's ahead. Go back to, <laughs> let's go back to TakeOver, though. The end of the... To bring it back. Very the, the end of the TakeOver match yes. was basically Rhea Ripley mm-hmm. breaking out the submission turning it around and getting the pin and winning it for Team Ripley, which, well, which, we which by the way, Dakota the Kai. Oh, yeah, we buried the yeah, lead with Dakota, Dakota Kai. Kai was, I said it on Twitter, by the way, at BFRJCB, at BFR Zach, all lowercase letters with an H, at BFR Bill, at Two L's. B, BFR Lucha <laughs> Chris, and at BFR Pod all on Twitter. I said it coming in that once Dakota Kai got in this match – the, the tw- not the twist, but the swerve was there. The heel turn was there to be had. Whether they executed or not was the question. Fair enough. Once it happened, she got out the cage. She, she took those two or three steps out, and then she turned back around and just went back into Tegan Knox. One of the better heel turns I've seen in a while. And it got to yeah. the point where I was like, okay, all right. Oh, oh okay. Now you really – she took it – to a level and then to another level where it was borderline cringeworthy. Fast forward to, I guess, yesterday, she's running around here with a fucking knee brace. That's good heel heat. Not only did I just whomp this little girl, now I'm taking a brace along with me, and that's going to be the thing that you're going to associate with this heel turn. Great fucking heel turn. It was perfectly executed, and it was actually built to. Like, the, all the things I was complaining about last show, um, about NXT and things I was lamenting, this storyline kind of uh, was the antithesis of that. It was well executed. It was played out over several weeks, and uh, it was fantastic. I thought it was great. I'll say it like this. When I kind of saw it coming, and I would be lying if I said I didn't because obviously I said it a couple weeks beforehand – but they still played it to where, okay, yeah, I'm coming out. I'm, you know, Dakota Kai, I'm coming out to kick. Nah, I'm going to kick your ass. And she booted that chick in the face, and it was on. 
like you said, very well executed. Shayna Baszler laughing in the, on the, like, uh, <laughs> when they did the wide shot, she's over there, like, you know, belly laughing it up. I thought that was very well done. Outside of that. All um, right, you were going to go with your three takeaways from the weekend. The first one was Rhea Ripley. Yeah, for sure. Do you remember what your second two were? Or yeah. Or did take actually, you too far yeah, away? No, actually, number two is Roman Reigns is back. Sharp as a tank. No, Roman Reigns is back. Making him the sole survivor is like now going to be the bridge way back to getting him back to the title. Now, I know this is going to be far, not even far-fetched, but I'm calling this shot right now. I don't know how we get in there, but my WrestleMania prediction, as it stands right now, I'm not saying who Brock is going to face. Actually, I'll do that right now, too. Brock and Seth are going to wrestle again. Brock being the baby face, no Seth way. being the heel. No I'm not way. saying, look, and if I'm wrong, then, you know, I'm wrong. You know, boo, God forbid, I'm wrong, you know, more times well, than I, not. I didn't say that. I mean, um, just said no. Shut your ass up. I don't want you to yell at me. Bray <laughs> and Roman Reigns are going to be the opposite WrestleMania match for the SmackDown title. Well, you say you don't know how we get there. I'll tell you how we get there. Two weeks before the show, because uh, that's the trend that we're setting right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think we're actually probably closer to a Reigns versus Rollins and a Bray versus Brock. That's probably closer to it. No, I, it, the only reason I disagree with that, because as it stands, that's champion versus champion. I don't know if you want to go champion versus champion in that route. It's a long way away. I, I, and I understand that. This is why I say Reigns versus Bray. Bray's pretty, pretty much going to run rough shot here for the foreseeable future. It was a 10-minute match with Daniel Bryan. They're going to run the rematch here in a little bit. That's going to be, what, 15, 20 minutes, whatever. It's, it's still going to be again. Bray win again. Yeah. Okay, so Bray's going to win – through the calendar year, going into Royal Rumble. It doesn't matter who's going. He's not losing at the Royal we're, Rumble We're getting either. way ahead of ourselves. Bringing it back to Survivor Series, <laughs> Roman Roman was the sole survivor with But that's Lee, my point. But there was not one. Like, Roman's a legit survivor. He's, like, they, 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 like, Come the on. whole point of, I'm not even making a bad joke. Come on. Like, this was, like, Roman Reigns. Kind of like springing back, back to the main and event actually picture. like didn't mind him pinning Keith Lee. It was like a good Keith Lee looked great in his loss because he pinned Seth because he Rollins. pinned Seth Rollins. If he yeah. would have if he wouldn't have pinned Seth Rollins, you'd have been pissed off. Yeah, it was okay. Keith Lee beat there was that's number three. Keith Lee is going to be the guy coming out of this. I'm not sure who he's going to beat because he pinned now Robert Roderick Strong and now Pete. Uh, pinned uh, Adam Cole in back to back. I feel weeks. like I feel like I have to be Jason Bell here. Yeah, but how? Like Roman could have uh, rebound rebounded from anything there. How much bigger would it have been if Keith Lee would have put if Roman Reigns would have that put was over asking Keith too Lee? Much. That's that that's my Scorpio Sky argument. Yeah, People are I, arguing about Scorpio Sky wanting to, to go over Jericho. That's that's too much. Too no, no, fast. no. Yeah, that's too much. Too fast too. Keith but, Lee uh, is. It, but that would have been for the belt, though, for Keith Lee to pin Roman Reigns at Survivor it's Series. It's too much, too fast. But you can have you can you can book it so there's an out for Roman Reigns. I'm just saying, I like Keith Lee too. Whatever poundage he's at right now, though, he better stay there because he is at his max. Like any any bigger, he's gonna look fucking King Hippo. I mean, he is big. I mean, he is he is so big. I mean, he is. 
Okay, and that and he that's and that's so a fair, big. okay, but that's a, and that's a, that's a fair argument. That is a fair argument. I mean, he's, he's fat, boy. and I know that he I know that he moves well, and I'm I'm not trying to fat shame anybody, but it, it's it's at the point now where he's so big that if he gets any bigger, it's not going to look good. He I'll, looks fine now. I'll say this: he is a big boy, but he has that charisma. Oh, I didn't that, call him boy. I said I said I, I said I said dude. I said it. Okay. Damn. <laughs> At BFRJCB. Come see about me. Uh, his his charisma now, he's now being able oh, to he's good. work the mic. And before they set up the trip, uh, the, the six-man tag, he came in and, and basically captivated me to where I was like, okay, yeah, I can get into this six man tag as the main event for uh NXT this week. We can go we can go way long back on the podcast. Like the first time I saw Keith Lee, I was like, man, this dude's got it. Like I like him a whole bunch. Put him on the main roster if you have to. But this guy has it. Like he he could be a future WWE world champion. Like he's very likable. Not as a heel. I'm talking about as a no, baby no, face. He's he needs to be a baby face to start. And then if you want to flip him so be I agree. But to me, like I said, that's to me the three biggest takeaways from the weekend. And I'm just talking about the whole weekend. Daniel Bryan and The Fiend, I'm I'm sure that's a big deal. But ultimately, it for me, it ended the way it, it ended, and it ended fairly quickly. So that's all I can ask from that point. Outside of that, it was pretty. Two beers. You got any takeaways? Uh, that three-way on Survivor Series that we we're all looking so forward to um... – that was boring as shit. Uh, Strong, Nakamura, and AJ. Ooh. You didn't like that? You thought it was boring? I just thought it was fucking fine. But, like, I was, like, so stoked for that match. And I ended up, I liked, like, the women's were you, war games were more. You, were you Orange Zackety at that point? I was not, no. Uh-uh. And I liked the pay-per-view overall. I actually liked the pay-per-view more than I thought it would because I was not high on this pay-per-view. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm glad that we didn't have to do the pod last week because I'd have had to come back and eat some serious crow because I thought this... I thought Survivor Series was going to be high. I thought that Pete Dunne was like five times better than that that three way. The three way the night before was better than. Wow! No! 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 Well, now you tripping? Well, before we, I I probably fucked up a little bit before we get into Takeover because that was the two count. Let's finish out some things for Survivor Series because we will get to the Takeover stuff. But um, I thought we were on Takeover. (laughs) No, I know. I I messed it up. I told you we're rusty. We're rusty, guys. We take one week off. Um, you didn't like AJ Nakamura strong. It wasn't that I didn't like it. I was very hyped for it, and they didn't deliver like to my expectations. Like that it. That's wow. that was not my experience watching it at no, all. I, thought, I, I, I was into it. Second, maybe arguably like the a, best match of the night. Maybe it's because I was just like so into it. But I mean, like it was just like it was just whatever. It was so I WWE thought, has a I way it was of a doing match of the weekend. WWE has a way of doing triple threats, and it's like one guy sits outside the ring most of the time, and then two guys wrestle, and then the other guy gets thrown out, that and the is, other guy comes in. That's not necessarily true. And they uh, do the heel steals the finish thing every time. And it was just like it's whatever. It's just it maybe they it's were just all formulaic. three heels. They were all three heels. So the yeah, heel but- was going to steal the finish no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have to steal the finish. Boy, okay, you're right. They didn't have to steal the finish, but uh, I don't but know. But that's it just, what it heels just seemed do. Like I've seen that match a whole bunch, and I was really looking forward to something special because I love all those guys so much. I'm not even saying it was a bad match. It was just like there was just better matches, and I thought it was going to blow everything out of the water, and it didn't to me. 
you just wow. want to. You just I, it's one of the better Nakamura matches I can think of in the last two months. I'm easily. glad you liked it, and also easily. Nakamura like maybe, maybe he's the been best Nakamura match since. Since he's been, I, I just look, think I, 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 I'm not going to go that far, but I'll just say I think like Nakamura's this. had a hard time adjusting to the WWE style because he's used to do doing whatever the fuck he wants, and he's having a hard time adjusting to it. That Either doesn't. That or he's just fine collecting his paycheck. That, oh, I think that, that's that more of a reason. Fuck. That also else. doesn't. Well, he's also probably my age. I mean, it's also. Oh yeah. It's also not uh, his his fault. Like he's trying to. He's trying. He's probably just trying to be a good employee. He's trying to do everything he can. And he, you're right. He's making his paycheck. I love that they put. Rod, I love that they put Roddy Strong. I over did like them. that. Yeah. No, that that the to right me is won. the biggest takeaway. The the right person won ultimately. And after that, the I thought them like I said, arguably the match of the that night, or the match the second best match. I love Cole and Pete Dunn though. I loved yeah. it. I thought it was that amazing. was the match of the weekend for me. No, I thought it was amazing. It, it, but I'm sure it was. Never mind. I'll leave that alone. <laughs> I also loved uh, the Viking Raiders going over Undisputed Era and New Day. Even so, though, so do you want to say you're wrong now? You want to wait? No. Yeah, I was wrong. Just like you said earlier, you were like, "Did I shove it in your face that you were wrong about <laughs> shit, Jason? Did I shove it in your face?" No, but this is what I do. <laughs> of course, this I was wrong. When you basically, when you basically, yeah. But what, told was, my, what was my whole thing you're... though? What was my whole thing though? My whole thing was that the Viking Raiders gimmick will never get over. We're still not sure that it has. Uh, the B team was tag team champions for a while. I'll just point that. I like tag team champions means nothing in terms of getting over. Kofi and Evan Bourne were fucking the tag team champions for a while. Like Fair. that means nothing. Fair. My whole thing was the Viking Raiders, and I hate calling them that. I I think I called them War Machine in the last one because that's the best name. Right. War Machine has been in two of my three favorite tag team matches of all time because I'm a recency bias fucking prick and like I don't give a shit about old shit. I love Viking Raiders. I love War Machine. I love War Raiders. Whatever they're called, they're fucking great. And I thought that there was no way that they were going to put them over, and they ended okay, up putting them over. Okay, but I mean, you got two. And like I said right there, you had two teams that are already over, already over. You know, it, Bobby Fish. What are we going to do about Bobby yeah, Fish? Yeah, hold on, that dude could not stay healthy. Hold on, we, we had we had two we had two teams that were already over, right? Yeah. When has that ever stopped Vince? In this scenario, and I agree with you. You're right. It is Ooh, never stopped. Can I get that drop? Can it I, is never I can't wait. This. I can't wait to save yeah, time. Yeah, I'm coming back. Time. Time. Go, yeah, go back to it. Every now and then it happens. He's just, right from time to time. Press it every once in a while. <laughs> it said I got this shit on there. <laughs> it's a Katie Vick drop. They don't even have headphones on. Um, I'll, I'll just say this. AOP has now, we can fast forward a little bit, and that, this is where I'm going to make this statement. AOP obviously has now arrived on the scene on Raw, whether he, whether he, whether they are going to be Seth's heavies or not, is the a question that needs to ultimately be answered. Does it? Yeah. I mean, they're going to be Seth's heavies. As it stands right now, we don't know. All right, we'll get to that. Later. Obviously, I think you know it's out there in the, the atmosphere. I'll just say this: AOP versus Viking Raiders sounds like a pretty good tag team championship match to me maybe that's the ultimate end game and whoever wins that you can go from there but that's why i think ultimately i think they're they have to keep viking raiders 
lot as of relevant pa- as possible. A lot of poundage in that ring. God bless him. <laughs> With those four that. guys, that's, that's pretty big. Like Donkey Kong. All right, let's uh, let's move it along to our two counts. One, two, three. So now we're doing war games. Yeah, now we're doing war <laughs> games. Uh, all right, cool. Uh, so pre-show we had uh, Mia Yim be attacked uh, by an unknown assailant. You let me run the show, okay? And they were uh, <laughs> put her out of war games, right? So obviously uh, Dakota Kai's in. Uh, we don't know who attacked uh, Mia Yim at this point. Dakota Kai goes to get into the ambulance with her, and the whole reason I'm laying all of this out is just because it's really good storytelling. So she acts like she's going to get in the ambulance, and they say, no, we need you here for war games. Like, she knew. She knew when she got in that ambulance. They said they were going to tell her, like, no, we need you here. And she was just laying it on thickly so that they did not suspect her because she is definitely the one that took out Mia Yim. And it was just really, really well done. Yeah, Stevie wanted to see she took Mia Yim out. It was just now... How is this going to ultimately play itself out? Go Absolutely. Ahead. And we talked about the heel turn. It was fantastic. Uh, then we had a dark match. Angel Garza defeated uh, Swerve Scott. Did not know that was going to take place. No, that, <laughs> I don't I think anybody did. That was news to me. I'm like, dude, what the? F-? And I'm like never watching the pre-show, but uh, whatever it was, uh, I guess it was Saturday. Um, I worked and like I just got off and I was like, I figured I'd just start with the pre-show. Like I right. was like, oh, it's going to be a long weekend. Yeah. I got hours and hours and hours of wrestling to watch anyway, so I just do the pre-show. And I'm glad I did because it was uh, enjoyable outside of um, Sam Roberts and those guys. The, the I'm worst. not a Sam Roberts guy. Nah, man, I don't know who could be. That dude. No, obviously there's people out there that I like guess, this Joker. Yeah, maybe like his radio shows like more entertaining than his like wrestling takes but like i feel like he always tries to have like really hot takes yeah just for the sake sake of of having hot hot takes takes. i totally agree with that yeah and it's obnoxious and don't get me wrong i don't agree i'll say that for the AEW spot but i don't say everything that i say just for controversy or to you know Get heat. Sometimes or, I'm a gimmick, like on the show, because I'm not normally like how I am on the show all the time. <laughs> I don't but, know like, about that. <laughs> maybe, maybe I, I like know. to think of myself as, as less less saying. like that. But uh, sometimes I'm a gimmick. But like I feel like he's a total gimmick on these shows, and it, to a certain degree, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, I think, like I said, Bianca Belair was one of the first times where I was just kind of like. He said that she didn't deserve to be uh, wrestling Shayna Baszler yeah, for the she title. Was undefeated. Yeah, and I was just like, well, then, what does it take to wrestle the champion for the title? I mean, I don't yeah. get it. But you don't deserve to be on the show, Sam Roberts. Um, what do yeah, you think about you, that? You said it. I, I was thinking. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, moving on. Moving on. We're actually <laughs> into the actual show. Uh, my favorite match actually was the opening match. Uh, I really love women's war games, uh, partly because of the heel turn but partly because there was some sensational wrestling and really good storytelling in this thing. It was everything you want war games to be. Uh, We had, it was, it was definitely the best turn in a war game since like Kurt Hennig, like whenever I was a kid and like Kurt Mm. Hennig was like Rick Rick Flair and they smashed his fucking head in the door. This is definitely like a callback to that because they like smashed Rick's head in the door and they sold that shit really well. Uh, That's on the network. If you want to go back and watch it, it's awesome. I forget what year it was, like 96, probably, 97. Yeah, I was going to say, I, don't, I can't uh, remember. But uh, anyway, really great storytelling. You had a four-on-two situation, and the baby faces, like, overcome all odds. It's everything you want in the wrestling match, like great heat, Candace great crowd. Candice LeRae heat. is the, uh, the alternate to Rhea Ripley. I oh, think yeah. that's something to be 
it's it's not going to come out right away. I think ultimately it's going to come back full circle where you have those two fighting for the NXT Women's Championship. Yeah, whereas like Rhea leans more into her heel side. Heel side yeah, Candice is a great baby face. For sure. But yeah, she did that awesome Frankensteiner. Io, of course, is uh, <laughs> the best one in the whole match and just, you know, flying off the cage and doing amazing stuff. But anyway, I love this match. This is my favorite match of the night. JCB? Um... Kind of jumping into, uh, I guess we can jump to the main event. No, actually, I want I want to go back There's to the three-way. Uh, Pete Dunne, Damian Priest, Killian Dane. Not a, not a huge fan of that. I'm I, I'm sorry. Damian Priest does very little for me. I think Killian Dane gets booked kind of shitty. He needs to be more of a bigger monster heel. He should be. I think he gets, like, pushed too hard. I don't think he gets pushed enough. Killian Dane? No. Man, he's just, like, all over the place. Look, at, look at how that dude is on it. Easily one of the bigger guys on the roster. I mean, girth, height, the whole shebang. I guess. Tell me more I about guess, girth. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I have a problem with Damian Priest because I remember him from ROH as Punishment Martinez. Worst and name he ever. Ca- and he came out kind of hot, and they cooled him off a little bit. With the Archer of Infamy gimmick. I don't. I don't necessarily mind that. I think. I just. I. I don't think he. He doesn't do it for me personally. There's nothing that he does, whether it's holding the mic or being in the ring, that I'm just like, okay, I like this. I'll He's tell you one spot okay. Why I, I love this. Killian match. Dame to me is better in the ring. He's okay on the mic. Damian Priest had laid out the other two, and Pete Dunn is like almost unconscious, and you just see him reaching for Damian Priest's fingers, and Damian Priest just smacks his hand away. Like, Pete Dunn is so out of it, but he's still just trying to like reach for his fingers so he can maybe break him. I think just that one spot, like, Pete Dunn's so good, that's like what put this match over for me. Pete Dunn's better than both of them. I think everybody can agree about that. I yeah. would agree with that. I think that you're both right about both those guys, kind of for different reasons. I think Killy Dane's really cool. I think that he maybe it's just because he started insanity. He just seems like a guy that belongs in the faction to me. Like he just doesn't seem like a guy. Like I think he'd be a really great, like Luke Harper style dude. That's like a heavy in a faction or like in a tag team or something like that. Uh, uh, Damian Priest, I know he's been around forever. Obviously. I'm not going to hold it against him that Punishment Martinez is the worst wrestling name I've ever heard. <laughs> it's in my not a great life. name. I just like I said for oh, me, it, it's not a it's not not a great name. It's no, a it's terrible not. name. It's, it's not. But even then, but I like there him. was nothing now in ROH. There was nothing where I was just like, oh, you know, he does this well, he does he, that well. He's not. He's, he's okay. He, he's not must see. Um, I, I like Swerve better than both of them. Yeah, yeah. I, he he at least speaks when he speaks. It's like okay. I want to at least listen. Right. And, and I, he's think he's, I think he's better in the ring. He I think he's way better in the ring. But, Why but you bullshit? But I, to be honest, though, I think both those guys are kind of middling. Like, I, like as it mid- stands right now, I should yeah. say. Like, ne- neither one of them, to me, seem like a guy that could carry carry a company with the belt or, or carry a promotion with the belt or anything like that, unless it was something smaller. No, okay. I was getting ready to say Swerve was the Evolve champion. MLW, and, he did a good job. And he did MLW, MLW not talking about Swerve. Well. I'm talking about... I'm talking about Priest and Dane. Those are the two guys I'm talking about. Not I'm, I'm, okay, I'm le- not not Swerve. I think Swerve is great. I no, I'm talking fair. about okay. I okay. just didn't know what you were talking about. Go that, ahead. That's all I was saying. Uh, go ahead. Uh, the main event, uh, Riddle Valor. 
no, main event was uh well we, his war games before we get the before we get the main it's event. Made up Bauer, I just, like I said uh, two weeks ago, I feel bad for Matt Riddle because he wrestles great matches, but then at the end, you know, he's you know holding the L. But you had to put Bauer over as cementing this heel turn, and then you know fast forward yeah, the next just, couple weeks, you know, it's just, it, it just reasons. I'm not saying it's not, but I'll say it like this. When Matt Riddle came in, it came in with a lot of fanfare, came in before Keith Lee, had some good matches, was running undefeated, finally got the first loss, and then from there it just kind of felt like it was okay to have him lose good but tight matches. You know what I'm saying? He hasn't had that one signature win that, you know, the the ones that you want to win the Riddle. Ones you yeah. He that he had, I don't he think never he's beat had, Dream, did he? He lost to Dream, right? Yeah, he lost to Dream. Okay. He so, hasn't so he's had a that, loser. No, see okay. See that's what I'm talking big about. Fucking, I don't, big yeah. time fucking loser. Yeah, that's and I don't want that perception lose. to have. It's like Dame At Lillard. some point he needs to win that big money match. Whatever that big money match is, he needs to win it. Right now, as it stands, it just feels like he's not he's better than an enhancement talent, but he's not a main event guy somewhere in that gray area. Oh, you don't think Riddle's a main event guy on the way they present him? No. Oh, I disagree. I mean, look, is he a main event guy? Yeah. He can do this shit. He's got talent. I'm not a big fan of the bro gimmick, but he's got the talent to be a main event guy. The way that NXT has positioned him, he is a Mid card guy. He is how do you, a, how do you picture the bro gimmick? Because this is interesting to me. Because bro sounds stupid. When I think of bro, I think of dude's name Brad's. I think of dude's name Chad's. I, I think, think of dude's the, name uh, the Tyler's. Big when I but when I look at Matt Riddle and they say bro, I think that he's like a member of Jackass. I think of him like Chris Pontius, and like it makes me like him more. I was a big jackass guy, though. I thought Jack. And I, I, still I, think, and I was it. And there, I guess there. That's where I think I'm just we watched like, Jackass eh. three at this house a couple times, at least once. Yeah, <laughs> and that's why I guess I'm like, eh, you know, that no, was Jackass two, which is actually a masterpiece. Yeah, it was two because it's the best one. It's the best one. We're probably gonna watch I don't it tonight. Know, <laughs> we probably <I> should. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> when we man and when we man and Preston Lacey are bungeed together, and we man jumps off the bridge, <laughs> <laughs> that's the best shit. I'll I'll just say this. It's just white without even Dream being in the picture. I think Velotin Dream is ahead of Matt Riddle. Gargano's not even here. Gargano would be ahead of Matt Riddle. Finn Bauer just came back. Gargano's He's not, the tops though. Oh, but I'm just. I, this is what I'm saying though. You put, can start if you start rattling shit off. There's at least four guys, and if loaded, you want to throw Keith Lee out there, yeah, they're loaded with talent. But then as others. Go up, Matt Riddle slides back. That's all I'm saying. He's got main event talent, but they're booking him in a mid card fashion. Yeah, That's I all think I'm saying. I think I I agree, but I think I understand why they're doing it because uh, he can just like you can just heat him back up. Like, yeah, he's Matt fucking Riddle. Yeah, he's over. I don't think that he should lose, but the fact that he is losing, I don't think it hurts him. He's kind of like. As a baby face, he's kind of like Daniel Bryan. Like, he's Teflon. Like, he yeah. he can he can absorb losses. Yeah, Daniel Bryan's fine losing. Yeah. He's, and he's just like, yeah, I'll just, I'll just get over it again. All right, what do you think about the main event, the men's war games? 
Uh, it was good. I actually like I liked the women's one better, uh, but this was still really good. Um, interesting that uh, it's like all the faces uh, won. I mean, not not Balor in this sense, like in the singles match or, or anything, but the faces won the War Games matches, which is very uh, atypical. I guess I shouldn't put NXT in that WWE banner because I feel like they're always like WWE is always trying to get get heat, get crowd heat by putting heels over, but uh, they, they sent everybody home happy. And uh, it was a smarky crowd in Chicago, and uh, they had, they got a Project Champa through a table, which, oh, God, I was so scared with that. I was like, I, I don't even know why they did that. Like, why do they why they feel like they have to do this? I guess it's because they can't bleed. Like, because, like, old War Games matches were never high spots. It was, like, it was, like, blood and guts and, and stuff like that. But it was not, like oh, my God, this guy's going to die. It was just, like, a fight. And now they're, they're spot fests every year, and that's interesting. Because they I'm, won't bleed, but they'll still, like, leap off of... It looked like some fucking shit you'd see a dude jumping off of his garage, okay, like, now, doing. Now, you know? when they first did War Games in NXT... Backyard wrestling. Okay, Adam Cole set that bar. Yeah. So this shouldn't be a surprise. I know, I did. This shouldn't be a surprise. That's just what they do now, and it's it's... Almost unfortunate. Yeah, it's not in my even. Opinion. It's not even Adam Cole. It's, I mean, it's McFoley. It's McFoley. It's the Hardy Boys. Like, this is the way that wrestling's gone for a long time. I mean, when was the last War Games in WCW before NXT brought it back? Ninety-seven. Yeah, I was going to say we did ninety-eight. We were doing the podcast. We said it on that podcast. So, so since all that stuff, since the last War Games in WW, WCW happened. Tables, ladder, tables, ladders, and chairs match matches debuted in WWE, right? That's yeah. fair to say, right? Yeah. Was, I was, the two never crossed over. That. War Games was done before TLC started. Yes. So, it's not really like, I, I see what you're saying, like, especially for guys these days that take way better care of themselves than the guys in the old days, up and down the road, bleeding, drinking, doing coke, doing steroids all the time. When you get to guys like, Tommaso Ciampa, who is 36, 37 years old, he's probably taking way better care of himself than any one of those guys did at their age. Oh, yeah. Hell, and Eddie Guerrero was almost – I mean, Eddie Guerrero only had one year left to live right. at yeah. this point, you know? So the blood for these guys would probably be safer. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yes, like, I, to- I totally you can agree. Almost get the same, you can almost get the same level of heat and message across with that without the high spots. I'm not being old-fashioned because I love – High spots myself. It's just like that's what that match is now, and that's what you, that's what everybody and, expects. And, and to drive it home, to drive home your point, and I think that you and I are agreeing. We're just coming at it from different ways. Sure. Is that uh, I, I prefer high spots. Like I've been trained because I didn't watch wrestling till I was fucking nineteen, and then when I started watching wrestling, that's when all this stuff started, all the high spots and everything. And that to me is the way that I see big events. It's not blood. But then when you have an event like Cody versus Dustin Rhodes at, I, I keep forgetting which one, Double out. or Nothing? No, that was Double or Nothing, yeah. At Double or Nothing, that that match sticks with me. Like, when I think about matches of the year, like I've been thinking about matches of the year going, you know, because mm-hmm. we're, <laughs> we're getting, getting close to we're, that time. Getting close, <laughs> getting, close, getting close to the beefers. Like, that match sticks with me a lot because it was so unusual and it was so bloody. And that's what I was just getting ready to say. It, it's, unfortunately, I'm getting ready to date myself. But that's what a blood feud is. You saw color, and that's what made it 
more different than anything. It's more of a storytelling thing than right. it is. It yeah. builds up to now yeah. where it's okay. I got to fuck you up, and I don't care what it takes. You know, blood, sweat, and tears. That whole you know little diatribe they go on, but that's what the blood feud is, and we got away from that yeah, for well, obvious and health reasons. We also reasons. got away from even this match being a blood feud situation. Now it's just like a couple weeks beforehand. We're gonna have a brawl, and then Regal's gonna say War Games, and we're gonna have a match, right? Like there's, there's, there was good storytelling like within the cage, but the build was just like, all right, these guys don't like each other this week, so let's say War Games. Yeah, and it's like there's it's no, like a hybrid of New Japan and uh, WWE, which is what we were talking about earlier. Where or a couple weeks ago, where you said New Japan, all the storytelling is in the ring. And where certain other promotions, all the storytelling is outside the ring. Like, there is no storytelling. WWE. WWE. And then you get to NXT. And the storytelling outside of the ring, the build, is usually okay. Like, it's not terrible. It's old school, but it's just okay. No, I- but then in the ring, they have, I, I don't know if it's the wrestlers themselves. I, I think it's fine to give the wrestlers a lot of credit. Of course it is. I think that they all, they're they also working with guys backstage that are like, that know what they're doing. Dean Malenko, Shawn Michaels is very, uh, very hands-on in terms of NXT. Like, they know how to tell a fucking story. They know how to do a 30-minute match. I'll it's see. the combo of these guys that are so good and their agents, I'm sure, that make those matches so good. Like Cole Gargano, which is the in the lead for me. Cole Gargano 1 is in the lead for me for match. Of the year. I'm not even... Remote, we gonna start talking. What about a great that. year! What a great, yeah, what a that's great what I was award it's gonna be. <laughs> oh my god! I'm going to be so interested to see how this one comes out because I was thinking about it the other day about women's wrestler of the year, but another story for another time. I'll just say this: There's some bangers just, this year. Just kind of some piggybacking bangers. on what you're saying. NXT to, me, <laughs> <laughs> NXT to me has gotten back on track to the storytelling that I'm used to seeing when we gotten away from the survivors survivor series angle and now going, you know, away from that, you know, the the aftermath of Survivor Series, the takeover aftermath, where you see Rhea Ripley getting the title match in two weeks. Now you're seeing Angel Garza and Leo Rush going, you know, wrestle for the cruiserweight title in a couple weeks. Um, I can't think of the other match that's getting ready to happen like next week. Um, There's a triple threat. Yeah, triple threat. Number one Champa, Keith Lee, and um, Balor. Finn Balor. Winner gets Adam Cole. So now we're we're getting back to Champa, and Keith that's why I was Balor saying a couple versus- weeks ago. And there's also Leah Rush versus yeah, Angel Garza. He said that. Did he? Mm-hmm. I was looking stuff up. Doing research <laughs> for the show. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm thinking about the next segment. Right. It's a build-up the way we're used to seeing NXT build up. And that's why I was saying, you know, let's not, you know, trip off of what's happening for the Survivor Series build because that's Raw and SmackDown. They have their own agenda, and they got to filter that in. Now that we're away from that, we're back to the usual solid, you know, build to matches. I'm, and I'm actually and, you know, surprised. More times than not, the matches are always good. Hi, really? You're surprised? I am incredibly surprised because I did not expect – there to be that direct cutoff of main roster talent oh, as soon as Survivor Series ended. Good. I saw them beating NXT in the, or beating AW in the ratings, and I saw them saying, 
this is what works, and we're going to send, you know, sprinkle them in. You know what I mean? When you, but we've when had your two boy, weeks without him. When your boy comes out with a new face for SmackDown slash the Firefly Funhouse, I think that was a nice line divide where this stops and this new shit starts. Uh, yeah. That's a good segue <laughs> into our three count. One, two, three. Okay, so the three count is just kind of a recap of everything that's happened over the last two weeks. You know, when we take two weeks off, guys, there's tons to deal with. So, um, but we've been talking about WWE for the first two segments of this show. Uh, I'd like to talk about AEW because AEW had a couple new characters debut last week, and they attacked Cody Rhodes, a couple guys from the Indies. Two weeks ago. Uh, two, did I say last week? Two weeks ago. I say last week because the other AEW was last night. Right. Two weeks ago. Eight days ago is right. last week. <laughs> Wednesday before everybody got last, got all banged up. But we had the Butcher and the Blade who are um, indie indie guys. Uh, they, One of them's uh, Andy Williams from the math metal band. Uh, As I Lay Dying. No, or no, Every Time I Die. Every Time I Die. Shit. Yeah. Say. God damn, you stole my thunder, man. Let me Give me my count. I'm sorry. This is my three count. I forgot everybody, it was okay, count. I got, I got, the, band, I got the band name wrong up. anyway. Yeah, no, you, you just had Faulkner on the brain. <laughs> <laughs> That's an English joke. I got it. So anyway, uh, it was the Shout gr- out to Mags. Anyway, it was the Great Gatsby and the Sun Also Rises came out and they beat up Cody Rhodes. <laughs> Did you know <laughs> Like, I was just barely listening. I was, I, it came through like a minute later. So anyway, oh, good. Uh, they beat up Cody Rhodes. Uh, Cody Rhodes came out and cut a burner of a promo this week. I loved the promo. He cut it against MJF and the Butcher and the Blade, and he called him the Bunny, and he called him uh, Peter Parker, and he called him a couple other things, which I thought were pretty funny. Um, Cody also said that MJF has the worst crossroads in the business in wrestling business and they're botching it on two different channels now that was a line that's comedy central really good comedy central i popped easily really good said that. i was like oh uh y2j uh came out and uh, played on the the list but he called it the lexicon of la champion okay hang on jump back one week when they came out with his dad please i didn't watch it oh. Didn't Virgil come out too? Yes. Yes. Soul Train Jones opened the show. show. You know what? Take away my take away my three count. Go ahead. I didn't watch it, guys. Two weeks ago, I was with family, making memories. Was it Soul Train (laughs) Jones? Soul Train Jones opened the show. Oh my god! So fucking comedy. So, and I said it on Twitter. I don't remember the last time I saw Virgil in a role like this. I mean, you see him, you know, kind of popping in and out of Twitter. At least for me. I'm sure he had like a a spot where he was there for like two or three weeks and then he left. But when he came out, I mean, easily Chicago pops. It to me, it captured my attention right away because it's it's Virgil. You know, this is the last person in the world that I would expect to see to open the show, and he's opening the AEW show, getting over. This is the power. This is why I said was he NWO for just yeah. a little bit. Yeah, no, he was NWO for a long, long time. time. Yeah, he was he basically was one of the, like the first seven. He was basically their bitch. When Dibiase, he was. If DB- somebody had to take the hit, Virgil oh, took the hit. All he did every week was run in, and if he was interrupting a match like to get heat, he would like do the DQ, but he would still get laid out. Right, like every week. Everybody else is bouncing, and 
Burns was getting he's worked taking over. the bumps, yeah. But he never wrestled a match. Like he might have wrestled it like NWO sold out, and like that's it. Yeah, like, I was getting ready to say he was in the NWO. For can't years. remember the last time he wrestled a match. I mean, never mind. A whole another story for another time. Talk about tangents. My tangent, point sorry. is, is that. Jericho has now gotten Virgil back over again. That's why Chris Jericho was the best choice to be the AEW champion. Wait, is this Virgil? (laughs) (laughs) Jason Jason was a freshman and Virgil was a senior. (laughs) (laughs) Have we been doing the podcast with Virgil this whole time? I might as well be. He just realized when he tried to put himself over. I I was thinking that last night, though, when Jericho was out there and he... They were chanting, he brought out that list that said the lexicon of Le Champion, and they were chanting lexicon. It's like, man, this guy can get anything, anything over. over. And it's scary how how crazy it is. Because It's also because the crowd's so hype. It's, okay, I'll say it like I'm this. I'm not taking anything away from Jericho. The lexicon of Le Champion is obviously the list of Jericho. That... That goes, that's going to be an easy transition. That has been more than two or three years removed. When you put Virgil out there and that shit gets over, when a little bit of the of the 40 gets over, Sammy Guevara gets over, I mean, Jake Hager came in, was funny. That whole fucking opening segment was comedy. The cherry on top of the cake was when his dad got on the mic and basically ran down the Blackhawks and passing out uh was it Rangers jerseys to the whole fucking crew? That shit was Comedy Central. Fast forward to the end, and just because it's one of the things that kind of sticks out to me is because the end is obviously Scorpio Sky versus Chris Jericho. I'll say this. For those who think that Scorpio Sky should have won that match, I'm not saying that you're a problem, but you don't see the big picture, at least the big picture in how to run the business. Scorpio Sky eventually will be the champion. He's just not going to be the champion last week. This is a precursor of something that's going to happen down the line. It's just not going to happen right now. Chris Jericho is the best choice to be champion. Whether you like him or not, whether you like AEW or not, he is the best choice. And you have everything work around him. John Moxley is now working around him. You have Cody kind of on the outside, but you can still bring him in at any point. Not saying he can wrestle for the title, but Cody can come in and come out. The point is, is that Jericho, unfortunately for some, it would is be a, that guy. It would be a way different looking company if Jericho wasn't there. Way different looking. Um, look, so. look at it. Look at it I mean, like this. If, let's say Adam Page was that guy because everybody was like, "Oh, Adam Page should have been champ. Adam Page should have been champ." You wouldn't have been. You you're not winning ratings. You're not winning ratings on eighteen to forty five or overall. I mean, and we, that's ultimately we what had, they're worried about. We had conversations. They're not worried about us. We had a lot of conversations about this, and I remember one week I was one way, and one week I was the other way, and the other week I was the other way. It, but now, like hindsight being. Obviously. What's the... What's hindsight the, being what's 2020. Oh, 2020. Hindsight being 2020. Now it makes so much sense. Like, of course Jericho should have been the champion because he's firing on all cylinders. In fact... No, nah, I'm not even going to say it. No, say it. Don't be pussy. Go ahead and say it. I mean, he might be the wrestler of the decade. I mean, like, if you're going 2010 to 2019... Like, he's not the best in-ring performer, 
But where was he in 2010? He was wearing a suit. He was yeah. Put, that he was, was uh, he was putting over Jack Swagger. He has gone to was, he has gone to WrestleMania and fought was CM that, Punk. That, okay, he was put that over the WrestleMania Fandango? that went to I'm not Arizona saying that, with? Was that the is that the uh, is that 27? Well, you tell me which one. Okay, the, the, WrestleMania I went to the main event. Obviously, was I shouldn't say obviously it was Shawn Michaels versus Taker, Streak versus Career. Now the undercard. Two. Two. Yeah. The undercard was Jericho versus Edge. Edge won the Royal Rumble that year. Chris Jericho had the big gold belt. Jericho beat him. Jericho beat him, which for the time as What year was that? It was two thousand ten. It was two thousand ten. So he started off the decade fighting Edge at with, WrestleMania. And then Fought Cena, and then put over Swagger, and then tried to put over Fandango. You know, he did a good bit of business for WWE. He liked Fandango, who I also like. Put him over. Took a couple that years. crazy. Took a couple years. I know, it's still crazy to think about. <laughs> took a couple years not doing a whole lot, but then he's ringing in the new decade, being the anchor on the biggest competition to WWE since... The 90s. Wow. So I'm not saying he's the wrestler of the decade. I'm saying I understand. (laughs) (laughs) That was nice. (laughs) Shout out to Chris Rock. That was a good shit. Like, no, that, no, I, I, honestly, I didn't even trip off of that until you just said it. And now thinking about it, he also went to New Japan and did yeah, all that shit, yeah, which has all been the last couple of years. He's reinvented himself at least. He also sold out two cruises that are his own independent you know, thing. Like, mm-hmm. impact-wise and promotion-wise, and I mean, he's cementing himself as a legend, right? This this year, he's cementing himself as a legend. Okay, so I know we're getting ready. I want to get back to AEW in just a second, but I want to finish this mini-gold diatribe we're going on this. There's a Mount Rushmore. Everybody has it. This don't make it a mini diatribe, man. Like if you're asking, is, for Mount is Jericho <laughs> is Jericho on on your Mount Rushmore right he's on, now? He's on mine. I think he's on my personal Mount Rushmore, and I think he's on my all time Mount Rushmore. Should he be? Should he be automatically on Mount Rushmore? Period for wrestling. If you had to, if you had to be supreme commander and be like, here is the Mount Rushmore, like it or not, is Jericho on it? Yeah. Angles yeah. on it? No, I mean if that that's no, that, that no was, that's, but I know I know who he no. likes. I know who he likes though. That, yeah. that would be Austin. My per, that would be my personal amount. Yeah, Austin is Austin for sure. Just depends okay. on your metric because like uh, yeah, a lot dep- of people would say that Jericho wouldn't be because he this is the first time he's in a position to actually draw real money. He start he showed that he could draw money because uh, he doubled New Japan subscriptions whenever he wrestled he, Omega. He's been from the bottom of the card to the top of the card to Japan to Mexico. On oh, yeah. all these different promotions, he he draws money everywhere he goes. First I'm just undisputed saying, like, champion guy, like, WWE, you know, history. like a lot of people. That's their metric, like the the Rock, Austin, like Hogan, like Bruno. Those are that's why they're on there. It's it's not like ring work or anything. It's just it's just money drew. You know what I mean? So, uh, I mean Jericho like is phenomenal. Um, it, we're, it's like this is a test to see like what he can draw, and he's he's drawing well for AEW. Like you said, it'd be, it would not be the same, and it would be a lesser place without him. 
Okay. It would be way different. Okay, fair enough. T- let's talk about AEW. Like this NWA week. Uh, uh, well, I mean, Ooh, that, what am I saying? Ooh, that's you that, wrong. That's pretty much what I got. <laughs> that's pretty much what I got on AEW. I mean, they're 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 still kicking ass. Um, I, I want to talk about SmackDown. Last no, Friday. hang on, hang on, hang on. I want to talk about AEW just real quick, and then we could go to SmackDown. You go ahead. I'm peeing. Um, I made a tweet. I guess that was last night, and I was watching the AEW. Um, made it sound so naughty. I made yeah, right. A tweet. You're right. Um, I guess that was the awesome Kong segment where she destroys the ref, Shayna. I think she was wrestling, wrestling Leva Bates or whatever. And as she's destroying those guys, guys and gals in the ring, they make a camera shot over to Britt Baker, and she's doing the same look that she did on NXT Takeover. And you know, you know, that's Adam like Cole's a little, girlfriend. It's a little callback inside joke. Okay, so I'll say this: it was a, it was, it was like, it was like. What did you think? It was, uh, it was kind of a, uh, it's, it's like a, a fourth wall thing in the sense that it reminded me of being the elite, and like being the elite does not leak on to dynamite much. Storylines do almost a little bit too much sometimes because, like, if you don't watch it, you wouldn't really know. But like, there's like so many inside jokes and in being the elite, and you gotta like you gotta know, and you have to be like, just like you know, smarky, and uh, that is what it was to me. Like it was just like it was almost like a, a little like peak of being the elite on Dynamite. It was just a little little rib. You didn't take it as a rib towards WWE though. I thought it was kind of a receipt. Okay. Yeah, that's how I would take it. Like okay. Yeah, like it was like a receipt slash like rib, you know, because like Paul Levesque. Like, said something about it afterwards, right. like on NXT, and like he acknowledged it, and he was like apologetic, like about it, um, you know, to the press or whatever. He's like, I hope Britt doesn't get any heat, you know. He's like, not our intention. And then so they just kind of do like you know the other thing. It's just like it's like a receipt, you know. Like that's what you you know. Okay, so basically the tweet I made was I I'll, I'll, par- yeah. I'll paraphrase it was that. I, I didn't understand why they went to Britt Baker, well, flashed to Britt Baker in that spot. For me, it it should have been more about Nyla Rose, her, you know, powerbomb in the ref, which was funny, and I said it on this tweet, which apparently is still going to this day. <laughs> um, this was last night, and that that's another – fandom is a whole other thing entirely. I'm like I'm a WWE guy. Shit, you you clearly don't listen to the podcast or don't read my tweets. I'm not a WWE guy. I'm a New Japan guy. Another story for another time. I thought when you you pan the Britt Baker and you're like, oh, that's Adam Cole's girlfriend. You open that door up to interpretation. Whatever that interpretation is, you open that door up. You took it as a joke. I took it as, oh, they're making a shot at NXT or, you know, they're trying to, I said, you know, call attention to themselves because that's Adam Cole's girlfriend, who's had one of the biggest months in the in the whole fucking wrestling world of November. It's Adam fucking Cole. Okay, now, yeah, I get what you're saying, and I understand that, you know, after the fact, like you, like you said, hindsight is twenty twenty, but... Right then, I made that up. my knee jerk reaction was like, "Oh, really?" It was Britt Baker. Unless Britt Baker was going to jump into the ring and then 
make some move. What was the point of putting her on fucking TV? There yeah. was no point. Yeah. Okay, so then once you do that, now it's kind of like, oh, well, maybe he shouldn't have hit old boy in the helmet. Well, then maybe old boy shouldn't have ran up on him. Hmm, if you stay away, maybe you don't get hit over the helmet in the head. And this is coming from the Steelers fan. Holla at your boy. What do we think <laughs> is going on with Kevin Owens getting dragged out by AOP? So, I mean, we're pretty sure that AOP is working for Seth Rollins, right? Maybe that's why they got rid of their shield gear, so they didn't look like they were wearing. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't even Rollins think about says, that. Roman is no longer my best friend. Razor is my best friend. <laughs> right, and then he gives him like a shield jacket. Yeah. I remember that com- that comedian Dan Saint Germain said that if the Shield and AOP uh, were in a wrestling match together, it would just look like everybody was going to go play paintball. <laughs> That's accurate. Yeah, I do, yeah, I do remember, remember when that. they that had Kurt put on the vest? Uh, <laughs> no. Oh, God, I, no. Uh, yeah, he looked like Vic Mackey. Uh, I do like that they... <laughs> story. You got some I, good traction on that tweet. Yeah, that was, that anyway. was, I, that was I a huge tweet. I yeah, I still think it was one of your better tweets. Go ahead. Thank you. Uh, I like the AOP. I like the repackaging, though, as... Uh, just big ass badasses that are they're wearing suits. Uh, they're they're just fucking dudes up. They are very good in the ring. They're not Viking Raiders good in the ring. They did have one of uh, the best NXT Takeover tag team matches of all time with DIY and the revival. The revival in that ladder match. I'm not, what, I'm, what bothered me about. I, I thought Raw was pretty good because I, I like squashes. Like, I don't mind seeing guys come out. There was a lot You're of squashes. do it, just do it. There was a lot of squashes on Raw. Like, uh, there was uh, McIntyre versus Tozawa, which I, I know that everybody likes Tozawa, but, like, there have to he be. He shouldn't beat McIntyre. There have to be losers. They shouldn't even be in the ring. I mean, come on. Uh, Alistair Black versus uh, Tony Nese. Uh, Andrade versus... Eric Young, Rowan versus uh, No Way Jose. So this is how you come back uh, from Survivor Series. This is the shit you get. <laughs> come on, man. Damn. There with no Way Jose. That's good shit. No, there was a whole nother Raw. There was a whole nother Raw. Okay. That I didn't watch. Even the week. Okay, that was the uh, the town hall leader uh after Survivor oh, no, I Series. Did, I did okay, watch that one. so yeah. it's, this is probably a good reason why you didn't. So basically, well, actually, you know, what is, KO. What, what is wrong with a three-hour show having a bunch of squash matches, though? Like, I think that's fine. Like, that doesn't bother me at all. Like, you have to put guys over, and not everything has to be barn burners for three hours of okay. Raw every all right. night. All right, all right. Okay. No. You okay. spoiled little smarks. Okay. <laughs> He's heating up. Go. Give me, give me that little uh, notepad you got of the of the, the three matches that you said were squash. I don't know if you're good. There, okay. There was like five. No, it's on the left side. There were like five. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. So now we're going to talk shit. I don't know if you're Okay. All right. Shit. No, no, no. I'm, okay. I don't know okay. if you're going to be able to read this. Okay. Lana Lashley KO. Oh, That's oh, I'm not sorry. squash. Not even a squash. So let's get this straight. And I said this on Twitter. So... Bobby Lashley. I didn't give you Bobby that. Bobby Lashley I didn't, I didn't is give the you my guy note- that's getting assaulted. I didn't give you my notepad just so you could start yelling at me. <laughs> oh, yeah. What did you think about that? Like, that Bobby Lashley was the guy that got Look, assaulted. I, th- I, I, know, I know where we're going to go. Yeah. I thought something I know we're going to go. I know where we're going to go. We it's do the things easy differently ways. in Tennessee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about that, too. I was like, why the fuck would they say that? No, come on, Jason. Go no, ahead. Read no, my notepad. No, no, no. Read my notepad. I won't, I won't need you to notepad for this. Honestly, like you said, it, 
with, I don't know if you put the tweet or not about it or not, or somebody else did. It was a lot of these matches were so predictable. You can't have McIntyre and Tozawa out there and expect to have Tozawa win. I get it. It sets up Orton, possibly Orton versus Drew McIntyre. But why not just kind of move that way versus setting up simple, silly bullshit? I can't even remember who Andrade wrestled. You know Andrade was going to win, but then that's like his ceiling. Eric Young. Okay. He, he better be beating Eric Young. I mean, when's the last time you saw that motherfucker? He's going to beat the Eric Youngs in the world, but then he's got that ceiling. Eric Young's got a lot of talent. Okay. And he should be doing more. You got a lot of these guys. There's got to si- be jobbers, though. I understand that, Bill, but damn. Yeah, but you always think that everybody. No way, Jose. You always say that. No way, Jose. What about him? Okay, perfect example of a jobber. That's Knock a jo- yourself That's out. a jobber versus a jobber, though. That's Rowan versus No Way Jose. That's two jobbers. Oh, you said Rowan. I think you said Roman. I thought, I thought you said Roman, hilarious. too. I was no. <laughs> like, that's a hilarious matchup. <laughs> nice. Eric Rowan versus No, hey, no, no Way Jose. I'm sorry. That's two jobbers. I'm like the, There has to be losing. Yeah, but every time you talk about somebody, you're like, man, they should be doing more. They need to be doing more. Uh, <laughs> you got Tony Nese. You're like, oh, he needs to be Tony doing Nisa. something. Okay, Akira Tony Nese Oh, he's a great wrestler. Okay. They're all great wrestlers. Okay, man. In- I, I got to figure this shit out right now. Tony Nese, you can put him over to NXT. There's no he's more, there's no more jobbers. challenges for the cruiser. Way title. That's his. There's ceiling. no more jobbers because they all have two year deals at AEW. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know that. That that is pure speculation. That's like okay, you gonna we're gonna say Marty Scurll's on the way over to AEW. He probably is. Uh, we was, don't know. I was just talking God about forbid, I was talking about Jungle Boy and Marco the Brinks truck. He might go to WWE. You don't know they that. They can all wrestle though. I'm not disagreeing with it, Bill, but at a certain point, you it is too top-heavy. You have Brock, Bray, Roman, uh, Seth. From that point, now you can start. You can't have it both ways, man. You can't say it's too top-heavy. It and is then too top-heavy. You can't say it's too top-heavy and then say Andrade and Eric Young are – you can't say that McIntyre isn't doing enough if you're saying it's too top heavy because that implies what's, what's Drew McIntyre's that, best win since coming back to WWE. That it doesn't matter. Why what, doesn't it matter? Be, you're not letting me say my point. My point is you're saying it's too top heavy, but McIntyre needs to be given more wins, and McIntyre needs to win the Royal Rumble, which you constantly say. You can't have it both ways. He you better can't beat Tozawa. You can't say it's too top heavy though, and all these other guys need to be pushed more. Not everybody can't be pushed. I understand not everybody can be pushed. I don't think you pushed. do. But yeah, actually, I do. Jason's okay. like, you about to be pushed. No, I ain't going to push him. It's the, the bottom <laughs> line is, is you brought Drew McIntyre back to keep Couldn't. him away from the competition versus actually making him some sort of star. You, the problem with this is that you're trying to play keep away, and as you're playing keep away, you're fucking up other guys' careers. If you want to do that, that's fine. John Morrison. Great example. Oh, John Morris is back. What the fuck you think John Morris is going to do in the WWE? Mid-card tag team at best. He ain't coming nowhere close. I heard that Ciampa told Hunter, he was like, do not bring me up to the main roster. He's like, I don't want to go. He's like, if you bring me up to the main, main roster, I'm done. It was an interview that he did with PWI or something. He and was, I, okay. He said, no. Good, He's like, I don't want to go up there. Good for Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah, but then it's going to run Friend of course. the show, Kurt Stallion, would do differently. And he said that right 
here. So let's not just, you know, kudos to Chopper, but not everybody would they do the be, Tommaso hey, Chopper rock. Stallion might be friends with you guys. He chopped me twice. That's what you get for picking against the Viking Raiders, you dumbass. Guys got to come back to him. <laughs> come He's after got you. a receipt coming. Coming after you, Stallion. Okay, no, go ahead, man. I got to take a what were we talking about? I mean, nothing. Like, we probably, <laughs> probably got to wrap this up here pretty soon. Uh, anything else? I mean, I, I love that KO's in the main event picture. I like that it's going to be KO versus Seth Rollins. I mean, smack. Oh, this is the other thing I want to talk about. So, I got home from Thanksgiving Friday night, and oh, I, I, had had, I had had a couple wines. And you guys know that. Sometimes I pay devil's advocate on this podcast. Sometimes I actually like WWE. Sometimes I say a lot of things I don't necessarily believe. <laughs> Listen to me right now. I believe this. I watched SmackDown pretty drunk and kind of high Friday night after Thanksgiving. After I got home, my wife was asleep on the couch. I was like, I'm going to turn on SmackDown. It might have been the worst WWE thing I'd ever seen in my life. <laughs> if this is these guys putting their front foot forward, they are in bad shape. Because I'm telling you guys, it fucking sucked. We haven't even gotten into the Bray Wyatt belt. Okay, I'm telling you. We talk about I'm, that. We just I'm telling about you, hey, general. I'm telling you guys. This was one of the worst shows I've ever watched in my life. I can't even remember a single thing that happened. <laughs> and that might have something to do with the beer and the weed. Um, or maybe it has to do with how terrible it was. No. It was terrible. Um, terrible. Terrible. Roman Reigns and Baron Corbin. Is That's now terrible. Being... Well, I mean, it's just. Why aren't they. Like, if. Like, I heard that uh, Charlie Brown's Christmas or something beat them the other night, Friday night. Or maybe it was Frosty like. Frosty the Snowman. Frosty the Snowman. That's what it was. Frosty the Snowman repeat. Okay, wait. <laughs> repeat. <laughs> and it, it's like 70 years old. I can't no, believe no, I'm getting ready. It's not just a repeat. It's a repeat from the 50s. I can't believe I'm getting ready to try to defend WWE here, but here we go. <laughs> this is It's official. This podcast has gone south. Was this the week of Thanksgiving? Yeah, it was the day after Thanksgiving. Okay, so... Yeah, but you're on Fox proper. Put something else out there, man. Put something out there. I'm telling you, man, this was it was so bad. Like so bad. Like if you're going to be on one of the four major networks and you know that people are probably just leaving it on there after college football or whatever the fuck is happening the day after Thanksgiving, which there is college football. Like I, if you're just I don't gonna, think there was college football leading up to that, but go ahead. It ultimately doesn't matter. Go ahead. Finish. It's just people it's just people not paying attention to their TVs. Like, they have family over and stuff. And that's what you're going to do? You're going to put something out that is just awful. Well, they, they led with Roman Reigns. <laughs> I mean, he gave really? NXT props. I, look, I, really? Hey, no. I don't, I don't have much for it. Surprising coming from you. It's very surprising coming from me. Uh, Actually, you know what? The more I know you, the more it's kind of typical. Coming from you. Ain't this a bitch? That's going to do it for our three counts. One, two, three. Jason Dells about F&B Eatery. F&B Eatery on the corner of 3453 Southampton and Marquette. Check out my boy Mike. If you're in the Jones for some smash burgers, slide on through. You got the kids, take the kids with. You going out, getting the honeydew list taken care of on the Saturday before the championship weekend go on in 
get the get the honeydew mask, get some kids from food, get them get yeah, pff, shit, fuck it. <laughs> you want to have that one back? Yeah, I want to definitely have that. Hey, one if you guys back. like if, be easier, if you guys like smash burgers, if you guys like breakfast, they got breakfast. I've been there several times for breakfast with my man Vice, who gave me the job he can of Ollie tonight. Go to F&B Eatery. What's the address? 3453 Southampton. Part of ha- part of our Southampton Mafia. It's good burgers, guys. Tell them the band from Ringside sent you. This is band from Ringside. Yeah, I shouldn't have that fireball shot. All right. So <laughs> our um, our parent company, Visionary Wrestling Network, podcast network, uh, they've asked us to tell everybody what we're thankful about this year. Wrestling-wise. Wrestling-wise. So oh, uh, great. Sorry. Really? No. Zach, I mean, Zach, yeah, put the coal away for 30 seconds. Listen, these are the corporate overlords. That, <laughs> yeah, I was getting ready to say. That don't pay us any money. Let's act like we got some sense. This is the first time that I've known that they're actually a part of this. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so they're definitely going to be listening. So let's try to act like, you know. We have some sense for like I'm thankful two or three for minutes. the Visionary Wrestling Network. Check. Um, what are you thankful for, Jason? And being kind of serious for thirty seconds on the the theme of it, it. And I think Zach said it earlier. It's a good time to be a wrestling fan, where as a a guy that's not big on WWE, I don't necessarily want to always watch WWE so now I have other avenues to watch New Japan uh, NWA Power which Nick Aldis and James Storm by the way I think is going to be might be a sneaky backdoor match of the year candidate because there's going to be all kinds of no, I'm serious there could be all kinds of freaking swerves coming out of that just putting it out there for 30 seconds it's a great time to be a wrestling fan there should be something for everybody to like for themselves not saying that you should like what i like and not saying i should like what you like but ultimately if you want to watch wrestling if professional wrestling is something that you like to venture into there's many avenues to get into. There's many different promotions to check out. So now, the opportunity to go into 2020 being a true professional wrestling fan. All right, Zach, what'd you get? Uh, Thanks for the background music. Commitment right there. <laughs> uh, Mike, hurry up, hurry up, hurry yeah, up. Yeah, for, for, for sure. The buffet, I'm thankful for the buffet of wrestling that's available mm, to us this so smorgasbord much. and mm, your main courses buffet. and your sides you know like uh you're being the elites and your uh you know so that's the, that's like the size the yeah, side so like dishes the main would courses be like, like aw dynamite the sides you know aw dark being the elite or just watching like a Karushita like learn how to use an American oven on Twitter which is adorable that kind of stuff you know <laughs> imagine if I was a child like right now or like younger with all the free time that you had when you were a kid and the things you got into like pre-internet because we all grew up like pre-internet true whenever we were kids like dude if we would have had this like stuff like in front of us and all this information like i used to have to like go to the grocery store and buy a physical magazine every week right or every month you know like in order to get like any glimpses of of anything and now we have like all of this stuff and it's awesome and thanks thanks to all you brave patriots who pirate all of the streams for WWE 
that I Man, get to watch. That, that is good. I wish I would have had that one. That's good. <laughs> because That's dude, good. I came with the corporate response easily. Thank you. For, uh, yeah. Th- thanks to everybody that uh, that pirates all the streams of <laughs> of all the stuff that we shouldn't have to pay for. Yeah. Because I got uh, one yo, subscription. Uh, it's New all, Japan. All Everything all else. <laughs> Everything else. Uh, you know. I. I we well, supposed to really say that. I don't think. I, you know. I, I, I'm thankful uh, for Shock City Studios True for getting, story. For getting yeah. us started. Getting us started. Good point. In the Good podcast point. game. Uh, I'm thankful. Uh, for my wife for setting up this True story. basement True story. to make this Shout a, out to Aaron a, it's, it's really my own area. Yeah, but it's, she put up she puts up with all you know she, what. So yeah, she put up she, yeah, she puts up with you guys. Yeah. That's yeah. if that's what really? you meant. Wow. Yeah. He went uh, with you guys. I'm also thankful <laughs> that there's a, like it feels like since we've started this wrestling podcast, um, it has really wrestling has kind of turned into something different than it was when we started it. Mm-hmm. When we started it, it was just WWE and it was pretty simple and now I feel like we're hitting the third boom of wrestling like the Bears first it, yeah. the first one being Hogan style stuff second one being the Monday Night Wars the third yeah. one being whatever this one will be called I I, I don't have a name for it yet maybe yeah. the, I've, I've heard it being called the reality era which I don't really no. agree with no. it might be the smart era yeah more so than but, I would say that uh, than anything else either way uh it's a ton of fun and I like doing the podcast with you guys every week. Uh, but what I really like is when we take a week off like last week. Okay. Well, well, hang on. Because fuck on. you guys. <laughs> Could make, make it to the end. We forgot Could make it to the end. We forgot to be thankful for the listeners. <laughs> Dude, Bill just summed it all up. Yeah, uh, see, yeah no, we're thankful for listeners. Uh, we're thankful for all of our favorite listeners, but especially our number one big fan. Blood Girl Raven. We love you. Uh, she does all of our bidding on Twitter, doesn't she? She's so good. She, is, she does amazingly well. I mean, every, I mean, everybody else that says they're listeners. No, they, they are really listeners. Listen. They are <laughs> listeners. But see, stop. You about to see. That's why we can't have nice things right there. You just mess it up for everybody. <laughs> yeah, but every time I look at the downloads every week, it's just one. And I know, it, <laughs> and I know it's Blood Girl Raven. <laughs> 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 okay. Uh, no, nah, I'm just fucking around. No, I, I was going to say, are we? do we need to cover anything else? Are, are we talking SmackDown? I think no, I didn't watch it. No, okay, no, no actually, no, I didn't know. I didn't get <laughs> a chance. No, I didn't get a chance to talk about the Bray Wyatt title, and I'm going oh, yeah, okay. to at least chomp on that joker for 30 seconds, and then you can do whatever you I'll need to do. I'll give you 120 seconds. Okay. <laughs> so th- this is going to be the new face? Really? Who the Fuck came up with this. I don't think Who that's the real, though. Is he, no, is he really going to walk around with that yes, thing? Yes, he is. Nah, Bray, that's stupid. The Fiend is going to have this little $7,000 child. And I don't care who made this up. I don't care what famous science fiction. No. No. It is. I don't care if it's going. How much is it going to increase in value? This thing is god-awful ugly. It is now officially the worst Ugly title in WWE. I don't care what the what they did to the Intercontinental that? Championship. That is a mere comparison to what this thing is now. You want me to pay seven thousand dollars for this, man? Please, you out your monkey ass mind. Ain't no way. And the he's heating up. What's rock the means shit, no dude? way on God's green <laughs> earth. I'm supposed to pay seven thousand dollars for that. How the fuck I'm supposed to go into my wife, my girlfriend? Hey, babe, what's up? 
I'm trying to time it with you. I, I want you to keep yelling. You cannot tell me there is a reason. So that I, I won't go to pay $7,000 for that? This is what's wrong with WWE right then. You have let him beat Seth Rollins very convincingly, if not burying the turf stomp until this week, He's until now the curb stomp works. I guess we just have our – maybe this week it works. Maybe this week it doesn't work. We'll just figure it out as we He's go along. Up. So now you lead him up to Daniel Bryan. You have him beat Daniel Bryan in 10 minutes, we'll whatever. And now you have this big reveal coming out. Everybody's like, oh, it's Liv Morgan. Oh, it's Liv Morgan. You know it ain't no Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan is on the side of a fucking milk cart somewhere begging for the God Almighty to make him make her come back out to WWE. Another story for another time. Yeah, I'm going to smoke a cigarette because I'm. Oh, I wasn't talking to you, sir. I know you wasn't, but I can still hear your ass. You're going to bring this ugly title out here and people had a problem with the Intercontinental Championship? No. This is far worse. Far worse. It doesn't even look like a title. It looks like it should be a belt. Not even a title. I don't care if it's a belt. I don't know what the fuck it is. It should be like holding up his pants. This is the ugliest fucking title in WWE, period. Put him up. The Cruiserweight title is pretty fucking ugly. This is uglier than that motherfucker right there. I'll put that on anything. I want to give the last word, but um, before I do... I'll just say I agree. <laughs> you good with that? This is banned from ringside. All right, everyone, we've got a bunch of birthdays this week. It's a pretty good birthday week. Larry Zabisco, 66. Dynamite Kid. R.I.P. R.I.P. 61. Rick Rude. R.I.P. Same day, 61. You know what Rick Rude's real name was? You said Richard Rude? Richard Rude. Yes. <laughs> pretty Finally pretty badass. <laughs> uh, Sonny. So his real name was... Dick rude too. No, I mean I guess like, well, it's, like it's it's a have it's a, a dick joke. It's a dick joke, dog. It's not. It didn't. It didn't. Wasn't the other one. It's a dick joke. Uh, How rude. Hall of Famer Sonny is forty seven. Oof. <laughs> That's your age. Right? Sign up for OnlyFans. No, she's older and definitely looks older. I mean, she looks forty seven. She she look like sixty seven. Forty six. Oh shit. Uh, Ambrose or Ambrose John Moxley yeah, is right. 34. Uh, ACH had an eventful year this year. Uh, he's 32. Uh, he's gonna be a uh, glory pro, pro. yeah, 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 coming back home. Uh, slick 62. RIP, no, no, slick's not dead. He was just at Raw 1000 not that long ago. Raw 1000 was a little bit ago. How old am I? 40. 40. Fuck. Uh, Michael Cole is 51. That means Michael Cole was calling. He's been doing the same job for pretty much 21, 22 years. He was backstage, backstage before yeah. that. Yeah, I was getting ready to say yeah, one. Yeah, but he's been calling shit. So, wait. Yeah, not, not, not 1999. Okay. No, no. All right, all right. Uh, Enzo Amore, 33. R.I.P. <laughs> Okay, so he's calling out Tom and Tonga. He might be RIP. So Keep fucking with that motherfucker I, right I, there. I thought about this joke earlier when I saw that it was in Omori's birthday, but you beat me to it. I was gonna be like RIP, but okay. But I <laughs> he's knew that out of the Sabaros. I knew I knew that you might do that. So my next question is: Is he gonna make it to thirty <laughs> four? Nothing. Oh, Jesus Christ! No, he, no, he, he was he was getting ready to spit something. Now you cut him off. I was. 
Seriously thinking about it. (laughs) Uh, Kurt Angle, my all-time favorite, uh, is 51. JTG, don't say it. Zach, I know that you were out of WWE for a while. Do you know what JTG stands for? Jason Thunder Geiger. (laughs) That's not bad. That's actually pretty good. It's pretty good. Do you know what it is? Oh, it's been so long. No, go ahead. I should know this. I'm black. Uh, it's just too good. Okay, I wouldn't have guessed that in a trillion years. You know, he was no, with uh, Shadrack. No, I didn't read his book or whatever. Uh, Mysterio Jr. is 45 and James Ellsworth living the dream. 35 years what old. What the hell is that dude? I hope, that, I hope he's making I money seen somewhere. Since he got in that like, Twitter thing about him like sending his dick to underage girls. And oh, wait, that, that happened? That. Yeah. Oh, well, shit. Well, then I- <laughs> That's where he went. Hey, everybody, we know there's tons of podcasts to listen to, so we appreciate you guys listening to ours. Tune in next week uh, for my wife, Erin, for my dog, Reba, Jack. for my cat, Millie, for Jack. my cat, Xander, Jack. for Bo Vice, for Jack. Jimmy Jobby Count of Valley, Jack. for Dan Reuter and Tom Jack. MacArthur and Dustin Schaefer for doing Jack. the music, for F&B Eatery, Jack. for Jason Cornelius Bell, for Two Beers, Zach Pullman, Jack. I am Bill Vagie, and everybody boo the heat! With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.